Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of the girls, welcome back to the show. So we're about a week behind, ladies and gentlemen. This is my fault. I have been working and I haven't had time to edit and get the podcast up. But in classic fashion for Down for the Count, you're getting a two for this week. So today you will get two episodes that you can listen to back to back. We did cover Scott Hall's passing and just for respect for him and his contribution to wrestling, I am going to say rest in peace to Scott Hall in this episode, which was recorded in the previous week. This episode is going to include Tony Khan by Ring of Honor talking about NXT 2.0. You're going to hear our live reaction to Dolph Ziggler becoming champion. And we're also going to cover Impact Sacrifice as well as AEW Revolution. And the next episode is when we will cover some new things that have come out. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about, you know, Sammy Guevara and things going on with him and Tay Conti. We're going to talk about it all in the next episode. So with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And again, rest in peace to Scott Hall. We love you, man. All right, welcome guys to the newest or newish episode of Down for the Count. Um, Janae, unfortunately, will not be joining us this episode. She has some family over, but with us today or with me today, I have Alexis and Tiff. You want to say hi, ladies? Hi. Um, so tonight, obviously, we'll probably talk about, Again, we're a little bit late on the Ring of Honor news or new Ring of Honor news. Uh, we'll talk about, we'll be discussing AEW Revolution and also um, Impact Sacrifice. Was it Sacrifice? Yes, it was. I'm like blanking on pay-per-view names because there's just so many coming up. And then all the other fun stuff going on in wrestling right now. So, um I think we'll kind of talk about Ring of Honor a little bit now. Well, uh, let's see. We can talk about a little bit about Ring of Honor, or I can start getting um, the AEW pay-per-view out of the way. Um, I'll wait till Nicole comes back. So AEW pay-per-view happened this weekend. Um, it was Revolution. And I am not afraid to admit it was a very good show. Um I have not watched AEW in what, almost a year. Oh God! And you know what? It was it was kind of refreshing because you know when you just step away from something because it's like, and I've I've had this discussion with Tiff and Nicole and today. Wrestling is just not fun to me anymore. So I, while I'm still following the news and everything going on, as for like having the attention span much less the time <laughs> to watch as much wrestling um, as I used to, especially with me going to school again. It's, it's kind of difficult. And they, they give me some slack on it. And, um, and then, you know, Tiff told me if I fail any of my classes, though, she's whooping my ass. But besides the point, um, <laughs> um, but I'm going to be honest, WWE, and I never thought I would. T- I'm not siding with AEW, so certain people don't get your knickers in a twist. <laughs> AEW put on a pre-show. Now the pre-show was on uh, Bleacher Report and YouTube, and I'm, you know it's just like they want to get people into buy their show, which is what you're supposed to do with a, with a buy-in show. Their preview, their their buy-in show 
was an hour long and they managed to put on three really good matches. And I'm like, wow, they put on three, because the first match they had was uh, Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. And I really didn't know who to root for because I love both these women and they're just amazing. I love them. Um, Second match was QT Marshall versus Hook. I think it's so funny to hear Taz as like the proud daddy anytime his son comes out. It's cute because you could tell he's so proud of Hook. And I really think, um, I mean, I'm not jumping on the Hook bandwagon, but, you know, I think in a couple of years, this kid's going to do something great. And I call him a kid because he's, what, 18, 19 years old. And then, like, the main event of the pre-show was House of Black versus Death Triangle. And when I tell you, and they had uh, Eric Redbeard show up for uh, to fill in for Phoenix because Phoenix is injured. When I tell you that possibly could have been one of the best matches I've ever seen AEW put on. And I'm sitting here watching it with my friend Ashley and Lina. Shout out to them because they listen. And I'm like, they have an hour-long pre-show saying that WWE does. WWE gives us one match because the whole time, what are they just doing? Rerunning clips and all that stuff. They could easily put on one or two matches for the pre-show. This is true. Like, I was sitting there thinking about that. I was concerned about it. They're not going to, I know, but I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Like, you know, they, they possibly could do that, but who am I? I'm just some, I'm just an idiot who talks on a podcast about wrestling. Anyway, um, (laughs) the whole show was, again, I haven't watched AEW in a year, but like any storyline that they had, you know, you knew exactly what was going on. You knew it was leading up to it. Like my friend Roger um, was over too. And he was saying, like, we all kind of said it. Now that Cody is gone. And if you notice when Cody started stepping back a little bit more, the shift started to happen. There's storylines. There's, you know, drama. There's stuff that, you know, main reason i mean we watch wrestling for the athletics but come on we also watch it for the why am i for you stuff all about rhea ripley huh anyway um but it it caught your attention um everything kind of had a reason to happen like i'm not going to go through every single match but like the match the match with um the red dragon which is bobby fish and kyle o'reilly uh the Young Bucks and Jungle Express. And I listened to the podcast y'all did last week. Um, I know y'all are like, they have zero personality and shit, but they can actually wrestle. I think they're very good wrestlers. And then they set up through that whole match where it's like, there's already like shaky ground when it comes to, you know, the elite guys. And you could see that happening because the Bucks and Red Dragon caused each other to lose the match. Warlow finally turned on on Max after the dog collar match, and I I want you to record this, like record the date and time. <laughs> oh no, what time is it? Nine twenty seven p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, March eighth. AEW actually did hardcore right. 
that 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 dog collar match was just crazy but it wasn't like they're just out here wailing the shit on each other like it it was it was a really good match um you could tell that they bladed which always irritates me especially seeing max do it because you know he's so young he doesn't need to be doing that well he's not so young but he's he's still a young kid and no one wants the scar tissue across the forehead um that was good storytelling Wardlow's whole thing because my uh friend Linus told me like yeah because Max told him if he wins that brass ring the whole night I kept calling it the uh gold uh the gold hemorrhoid pillow <laughs> and um he's like yeah you know if you win that that's mine and it's like the way they did it was so smooth because he started calling for Wardlow to come down to the ring so he can slide him the ring or whatever, the diamond ring he has. And get this, he forgot where it was until after Punk got him and he's just like, oh, look what I found. You know, it was kind of like cool how they did that. Um you know, the, the women's matches were great. Jade came out as Jade for Mortal Kombat. Ty Conti came out looking like a hot mess. Um, of, you know, um, I love the fact that she kisses her opponent the same way Tyson used to do that back in the day when he was about to beat the shit out of you and he gave you that kiss on the forehead. And I'm like, that's what Tyson used to do. Okay. Like, you know, it's like stupid shit you remember. She's, you mm. know what? She has, Jade has done, and I, I saw this on Twitter and I 100% agreed. Jade, I mean, we, we talked smack about everybody. Um, Jade has improved in such a short amount of time to where if she's like Bianca, people just hate on her because she's good at what she does. Because let's face it, that's the only reason. Be, well, not the only reason, but that's the only, that's part of the reason these women get hate so much. And take take Conti and and Britt Baker, they still doing the same shit, and nothing's improved, nothing's changed, nothing, man. Um, I said I'm not gonna go through each match. Uh, honestly, everything was really good. The hardcore stuff. Um. Matt Hardy needs to hang it up because um yeah it is it is time. Uh y'all have probably seen the clip by now where they had the uh, trios match where it was like that house heart poor Andrade. I don't know why he got lumped into this but anyway, I saw Andrade on my TV. I'm happy. Um the like house of Matt and I mean they had everybody coming out trying to beat up like Orange Cassidy well, no, that was a ladder match. Ladder match actually had a cool spot because it was like Wardlow and Keith holding a ladder over their heads and or they didn't realize Orange was on top. So he's trying to stand on top of the ladder and reach for the ring. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I'm just like, man, you, I don't care. You can never pay me enough to fucking do that. Like, hell no. Um, the ladder match was actually really fun. Um, they really played up of like how much like muscly Keith Lee and uh, Wardlow are because they, I mean, we know it's rigged, 
but they they snapped the ladder in two, like one on one side, one on the other, and they snapped that oh, bitch like shit. a wishbone. That fucking was crazy. Right? Like, that was kind of like, oh, okay. My husband's sitting right here. I, well, okay. <laughs> you know? Wow. And, I mean, everyone in that ladder match did absolutely wonderful. It's to get Wardlow where he is. And, you know, Keith Lee said that was his first ever ladder match. And I think everybody did their parts perfectly. Um, the, the trios tag, I felt like I saw Sammy Guevara's back because at one point he's laying prone on his stomach. He's got this huge ass bruise like behind one of his knees and it is fresh. And I was like, oh, damn, because he took a lot of heavy hits. Um, but I will give it to Sammy that we have dragged him for not being safe when it comes to hardcore stunt tactic situations. And you could tell he's learned. I'm still going to drag him, the ever-loving fuck out of him, but I will say that he has learned from his previous mistakes. Um, so come to the end of the match, Darby or Matt Hardy's the only one of his little crew in the ring. Uh, Sting hits his finish. Sammy hits his fin. Like Sammy hits Matt. Sting hits Matt. They set it up for Darby to do the coffin drop and win. Get the one, two, three. While Darby launches himself, and after he launches, you see Matt, and I, this is no part Darby either. Matt decides to start rolling. And Darby damn near lands on his fucking neck. And thankfully, people are coming for Matt Hardy on this because they're like, yo, Darby, and again, we don't like Darby Allen here, but I don't want to see a man break his damn neck in the ring. You know? I want something else to happen to him, but I don't want that to happen. I I, I guess I kind of do have a conscience. Who would have fucking thought? Um, so people have been coming for Matt on Twitter saying he needs to retire because it's like, dude, you knew what was coming on. Why were you rolling? Like people were just really coming for him. Um, but I do think that that's a whole other situation with him and his brother. Um, so they had Britt Baker retained and this was my biggest issue because it happened with the... I won't count the, the the trios tag because it, it was no DQ, but right. of course, Rick Baker retained because of the help of her two little friends that are there for some fucking reason. And then um, when Adam Page and Adam Cole went up and the Young Bucks kept trying to interfere in it, and I'm just like, yeah. and there was a lot of outside interference. I mean, it was it was only like in a couple of matches, but it was enough to be like, there's two matches on a card where you remember outside interference coming in. And they, only one of them really affected the outcome of a match. And that was oh. the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match, which then they show a title card where they're having another eliminator match. And it's fucking... Thunder Rosa, friend of the show, lover to death, Thunder Rosa and uh, Layla Hirsch. And I'm just like, this is never going to end, is it? 
<laughs> it's never going to end because they've been feud and never some people are like well you know she's been they haven't been feuding for a while i'm like yeah but they've been in a feud ever since she came to aw when she was nwa women's champion yes and and i get it they take a break and come back but it's just like y'all haven't really been building anybody else up to to take her down I mean, the only person who could take her down is Jade, but she's she's over there being better than I'm gonna say it, Jade's over here being better than fucking Britt Baker. Well, that's you only telling the truth. <laughs> Shit. Like Jade is like twenty nine and oh now. I was just I'm and like she started off very, very shaky. And I was like, mm, she, I don't know. But then she proved our ass is wrong. As time progressed, she began. I didn't doubt Jade. I doubted that she should have been on TV as early as she was. Now, while she, I said, while she can improve, I felt like they got to take some time to really get her acclimated to wrestling on television because it's not easy. You can know how to do all of that shit, but you still got to know placement. You got to know how to wrestle, even with the camera going. The your calls got to be right so your partner in the ring know what they doing. It's a lot that go into it. And then guys like guys like the guys we see like the Darby Allens and you got Sammy Guevara and you got guys like um Isaiah Cassidy and you got Orange Cassidy. Those guys at AEW make it look really easy. They make it look easy to get out there and do that shit, but it is not. It's not. So I wanted her to be at her best because they already when you I'll put it this way and I hate to make it racial but I I need for y'all to understand where I come from sometimes when you're black or you're not white you're not given the opportunity to fail or make make a mistake once you do that is the only thing that they will remember it is always like that and that's why I was like you got a girl like her who looks the part, she embodies it. And all you need for her is to be, she has to be damn near perfect in order for people to not discredit her the moment she walks out there. So that's why I was like, don't give them the opportunity. I liked today, I liked the way she looked. I liked the way she talked. I thought she had it all, but when she had her first match, it did her a disservice to put her in a match with Cody and Velvet and Shaq because Shaq can't fucking wrestle. We all yeah. know that. And then Cody wasn't doing it. I mean, it was it was a dumb match. It didn't work for her. And they should have been building her as a powerhouse. And they should have just did what they were what they did after, which was put her in matches with other people and just let her continue to dominate until she comes up against somebody who will give her the competition that she deserves unpopular opinion the only reason i think that happened is because at that time it was the cody verse i people that's what people have been calling it so that's what i'm going to be using for a while um it was the cody verse and they did that because and I'm, i mean of course they did that before brandy got pregnant and it was from what i read they cody and Randy were supposed to get over on Jade and Shaq. And it's like, 
what like a year since she debuted and it's like could you could you imagine like that jake could you imagine if she all that hype and she lost to cody and brandy i can believe it i i don't i think that like i i don't mean to cut you off but i can't really blame cody because there is a massive amount of superstars back there, old and young, that are veterans in the game who know how this is supposed to work. And if Tony Khan was too busy blowing smoke up with Cody and Brandy's ass, that's his fault. That solely rests on him and his partner who own the company because you're the ones who gave him the power to be able to do that. If that's the case, you shouldn't have done it. He he shouldn't know, but I mean, this is the new. I, I I don't know. I'm just saying it's like I don't. I just don't think if that match went through like it was supposed to, I don't think Jade would be the star that she is right now because what you just said, everyone would still be shitting on that match, and yeah. Jade would be nowhere. That's just what I think. I'm glad she got out the block that she was able to um, become their secondary champion for the women's division because it's a smart move. They don't want to put her on Baker, but I would have put her on Baker at AW Revolution and she would have dropped the title and introduced that new belt that they gave Baker. I actually like that new belt. It's giving me very Lucha Underground vibes. That's what... um. <clears throat> That's what um oh Kenny was saying when we was talking about it all um in the Zoom a couple weeks, a couple days ago. She was like, it looks like the Lucha Underground belt. And I was like, oh, that's dope. There was a lot of homages. Like, I don't know if it was just me, but if anyone else feels like this, please let me let us know on Twitter. To me, it felt like there was a lot of like homage to Lucha Underground because now Pentagon is Pentagon Dark, which is like the most evil. Uh, variant of Pentagon <laughs> and uh, when Thunder Rosa came out the gear she was wearing looked a lot like Cobra Moon gear that she wore when she was in Lucha Underground I was just like that looks like Cobra Moon okay like you know <laughs> sweet um, just like at least to me it was and then I saw the title but um I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Jade Jade looked amazing. And then it, it was just the outside interference with the with first with them Brits match. And then it was with uh Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Not I mean it was I'm gonna be honest, that match was okay. Um I know a lot of people were like, you know, it's it didn't really have much of a build up, but you know what? Adam Page, I love Adam Page. I love Adam Page and I love Adam Cole. And there was a great thing where it's showing, and this is what I told y'all in the, in the group chat, a lot of stuff is being set up now, like storylines that they can do for a good more portion of the year. And I'm like, okay, take this because you see the crack in the elite, you know, um, it's it's cool. And then of course we had a couple of people show up, Swerve showed up looking good not even gonna fucking lie he looked good (laughs) 
And then um, Shocker, I think the one that people were really shocked by, because I guess we knew Swerve was coming. Um, the Moxley, I'm going to give this, Moxley and Daniel Bryan had a really good match. Um, it was good seeing Mox just wrestle a regular match again, because, I again, I haven't been watching. But um, they he did get busted open, but I think that was because of, of an accident. Yeah. Fucking okay. William Regal showing up out of goddamn nowhere. I I marked the fuck out. Well, you know what? As I like I told I said I don't there's no other reason it happened there other than to be backstage. And they're they're cleaning up and tightening up. And he's the perfect person to get everybody in line. Okay. And that's the only way they're going to be able to survive and make it through. But at the same time, I was like, it was hella smart. And I was like, I thought about it the other day. And I was like, they have to give Regal some control here and let him let him reshape what they're supposed to do backstage and actually listen. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as long as they give Regal some semblance of control and he's the go-to on that roster then they might last longer than most people expect because they have but they have to listen to him right regal's that guy who um who really won't take anybody's shit so i mean i i think it's great he showed up if he can help them get good back there that would be great um Regal's really oh look at Rihanna out here fucking wearing negligees and shit pregnant. I couldn't even wear my own shoes when I was pregnant. Damn. Rihanna hasn't worn any maternity clothes. Like she always wears her clothes under her stomach and just wears her stomach out, even when she puts on a coat. Her God has favorites. God has fucking favorites. I'm sorry. You you can't tell me. (laughs) You can't tell me otherwise. God has favorites. You just um, walk around like when there's coming out, and then I'm just like, well, most people like they have really, really cute maternity dresses, and like I felt like she could have. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you got a whole fucking, you got a whole fucking line of clothes, and you could have just made maternity clothes that was really fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, no, I'm gonna keep on wearing my jeans and just wear them under my stomach. And then I'm going to wear my belly out. Y'all just going to have to accept my belly being out. I was like, bitch, I ain't worried about the stomach being out. I just, I just feel like. <laughs> I, I mean, she, hey, more power to her. I mean, she she got the money so people can keep her, you know, fit during pregnancy. She can actually wear her shoes and I don't have to wear her man's shoes, but that's a whole I other mean, story. She is wearing um, pregnant. Mm-mm, couldn't do it really um but yeah i mean i i give it a i give it a solid b like b plus um just the outside interference and the two title title uh matches really just kind of took me out of those because i was just like we saw it with brit and then you know we saw it with adam with cole versus page um they set up like a, I mean, they set up really great storylines. They did a, honestly, they did a really good job. Um, I know Revolution is one of their big pay-per-views. Um, what I do like about AEW is that they don't have like year-long pay-per-view schedules and they do what NXT does where it's just like, you know, certain shows, they'll just have like a special event of NXT and it'll be like Judgment Day or something like that, you know? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good show, especially for me not watching it in so long and good storylines are set up and shocker, I wasn't bored through any of it. Like there was no matches I really wanted to skip. Okay. So it was, it was fun. Um, it was fun to watch and, um, if this is what AEW, I'm going to say something. If this was what AEW was like, fresh out of the gate, and just be an alternative to WWE instead of worrying about being its major competitor, this is what I would have wanted to see. Where the, There were botches, not going to lie, but the storyline seemed good. Booking was good, even though Cole and page seemed out of it the more that i sit back and think about it as time went i'm like okay they're setting up this storyline where the young bucks and the red dragons already going to be like hey you cost me this you cost me that and then omega's still out adam really doesn't want anything to do with the elite anymore so page is trying to come in and take out it's it's going to break down so that's you know I, i'm like okay that's what they're going to do with it if this was what it was like when it came out, oh, and then um, I thought Eddie Kingston broke Jericho's neck too, but that that was a real nasty suplex, Eddie. But yeah, not don't do a whole go through thing. Honestly, I mean it was a solid show. wasn't bored through any of it. Um, yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. I would highly recommend it. Get some friends. Get some beer watch the show and you'll really will be entertained especially with just with a pre-show because it's just like house of black versus death triangle could have easily been something they put on the main show but i'm like this is they giving you this for free like this is they want you to buy their shit <laughs> i mean of course and i'm glad they had a good show i'm not I'm not mad. I'm happy that AEW had a good show. I want them to stay solid so that they can maintain for their superstars because their superstars deserve to be seen. And um, and it's just not that, I'll put it this way. It's not that WWE is the bane of everybody's existence. It's that they have a certain brand of wrestling they're presenting and those guys are not going to fit in that. Right. Some of them will, but most of them are not going to fit that form. So you need the alternative because while impact works, it's not up to par in terms of being able to present itself on a grand scale. I don't know what's going on with them financially or what they're doing, but they haven't even been able to get themselves on network television. And whether you like it or not, whether you like tactics or not, AEW did get themselves on national television so there is a difference but if you put impact on national tv and then you have aew rolling and you've got mlw who could possibly get on national television too you have alternatives where people who you know probably would not succeed in a wwe would have other avenues to go to and that's the way it should be you should have competition. I mean, right. I don't want AEW to fail as much as we rag on them 
we have to be constructive. We can't sit up here and praise everything that they do. And when they fuck up, we have to tell the truth. Right. And it's, we do the same thing if it's MLW, GCW, Impact, you know, all across the board. If y'all fuck up, you're not going to, you're not going to escape it. But it's just because it's AEW, people take it a little bit personally. Um, But here's what, here's what my analysis is and y'all can take it or leave it. I think now because of Cody lead of Co- Cody leaving I think there is someone back there that should have done what I've been saying multiple times got with Tony sat him down and had like a heart to heart with him and kind of like dude you need to understand what is going on this is not a joke anymore. This is how you are making money. And if you fail, you're going to lose a lot. I mean, they're billionaires, but he don't care. He's using his dad's money. But, you know, he's like, this ain't a joke. You need to step up. And whatever they did back there worked because the matches were not sloppy. Because what did I always say? Their matches are fucking sloppy. Like that I mean, whole they have no choice but to clean up and tighten up. Is it I mean, that or you're going to suffer a lot of injuries, which is what they did suffer for our last couple of years. They had hella injuries. Yeah. But and then, I'll, and, I'll, then if, and then if you notice, it's like the people who were front and center, like the Jerichos, the elite, the, even though like it's part of a storyline, the elite were not front and center. And I'm going to say something that pissed, that's going to piss Nicole off because Don Callis came out talking about Kenny Omega. Um, shout out to Kenny Omega because he's trying to do rehab and physical therapy before going under the knife. So we hope to see you back soon in, in the ring, Kenny. Um, all, you know, all joking aside and shit. Um, my friend Linus was saying, he goes, you know, this is like one of the first AEW pay-per-views that Omega's not here that Jericho's not doing like um, I mean he fought Eddie Kingston but like Jericho's not in the main picture or trying to be a main elite player the elite are even taking a back seat I'm like now that you say that yeah it makes sense and guess what you took some of the old guard out and it was fun but wrestling's supposed to be fun when you watch it it shouldn't have to feel like a chore like, I would have paid money to go see that show in person, Tiff. I'm not even fucking lying on that. I I don't blame you. I saw the card. Everybody seemed to be very happy with what they saw. I was fine with it. But I will reserve my praise for when they put on a good set of shows consistently. <laughs> Television-wise. Oh. All right, because I, I mean, you can put on, I mean, WWE suffers from the same thing. You could put on a great pay-per-view. And suck at your TV show. Yeah, yes. like, like, and I mean, I don't, I don't know any, I mean, does anyone watch Dynamite? Does anybody watch Dynamite? I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to act like a bitch. I just want to know. Um, but I mean, and then if you don't have a good buildup to your show, you would have a kick-ass awesome pay-per-view. But if your next one and then the next three months, you have nothing but shitty dynamites and rampages, 
you like people who are like me who are willing to give AEW a second chance now, not a clean slate, but I'm like, okay, I'll watch Wednesday and see if I like it or not. They fuck up. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose viewers like me. Like, no, I'm gonna wait till the next peer review. Click. It's because they they have to be more consistent. If they're not consistent, then you're not gonna get you know keep that residual fan that you've had for so long. Um, or that you've gained from this pay-per-view. So I, I suspect that if they are able to tighten up on what they're doing now, they definitely need to tighten up on the shows as well. As long as they do that, they should be fine. But um, solid, solid show. Um, but also kind of wait for Nicole. That's why I've been kind of stalling. Um, I didn't watch Impact's pay-per-view, Sacrifice, but I heard that was really good. Yeah, they said Tasha and Tasha Steele is your new knockout women's champion. Um, Chelsea broke her arm wrist again. Chelsea made glass, that sacrifice. Glass arm, Chelsea. Um, she. All joking aside, though, I mean, like we joke, but we don't want to see people get injured. We don't want to see people get really hurt. Do we I want just want to be careful. Like, I know, I know that injuries happen. It's wrestling. It's not fucking. This, this isn't you playing on the playground in the to- in the sandbox. Like you have to, you have, you're going to wrestle, you can be careful. But at the same time, Chelsea's breaking the same wrist. This, it's always that wrist. It's never, it, it's starting to become a, a problem for her. It's either she's not letting it rehab and heal properly so that it, the, it can take the damage that she needs it to take, or she has a glass hand. Well, and she, didn't Janae say something when we were doing a roast of her? Um, didn't she say that like her body is allergic to like the material they use to fix her? To is it always the same like the same arm or the same hand? It's always the same wrist. Didn't she say something about um, she has like her body rejects the metal that they use to replace it? She said she had got an allergic reaction to that. And then um, she had finally got the, she got that taken care of. And then she said that, um, oh my God, what did she say after that? Mm. He was like, um, I can't remember what else she said. But she said he... Hold on a second. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Someone coming in? Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. No, other than that, I don't. I didn't watch Sacrifice. Nicole did, so I don't have. I have no idea what was happening. All I know is Chelsea. Like I said, Chelsea broke her arm, and then I know that Tasha Steeles is the champ now. Other well, than I'm that, back now. I'm gonna have to give you guys the blow by blow with that one. <laughs> um. So I had to dip out, guys. Um, it was really good. I was 
shocked by how many title changes there were. Like very, very shocked by how many title changes there were. For Impact? Yeah, all, all of the titles changed hands except for Mooses and the X Division. The men, both tag titles change hands and so did the women's title. Wow. So, yeah. So, um, I'll kind of start off. So, um, I was shocked that Tasha Steele's won. Honey, I was, sh- I was shook. Um, I love Tasha Steele's. Everyone, we all, we, I think we all here at the podcast love Tasha Steele's, but I didn't think that they would actually pull the trigger on her like this. So I think that's just a testament to impact and to Mickey herself. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think she was just kind of like, you know what? This girl's it. She's got it. It's time. Doing Let's better do than uh, than her little ex-tag partner's doing right now from what I've been oh. seeing. Oh, well. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. How's that boot but there, it was it was a good match, Ooh. obviously. Obviously, oh my gosh. Obviously Savannah helped out. But it was just like it was just a really good match. I was very I was very happy with it. Speaking of women's titles, um the influence be We lost her. Uh, <laughs> the remix. <laughs> all of my oh, God. The inspiration. So I'm going to be. Oh, jeez. Um, so the inspiration. Flow. Their gear looks so ridiculous. Yeah. 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 It looks greatly inspired, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but you I know, I love people. that because I love Britney Spears. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan myself, but I appreciate any and every Britney reference, but they also lost to um, the influence, which is, you know, girl, good old Tennille Dashwood, you know, still trucking along. <laughs> good for her. And, and Madison <laughs> Ring, who's also good for her still checking along. I thought she retired. I I thought that was fucking stupid. She retired and she came back like a month later. Like legitimately a month later. I'm like, what was the point of all this rigmarole war bullshit? I don't know. I guess she thought um, Impact was going to go on hiatus for a little while and they didn't. So she was like, well, bitch, I can come back and work. Hmm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to say shit. Moose had a match with um, Heath for the heavyweight championship. Um, we don't support Moose so um, on this channel, podcast, whatever. So I did not watch it, and I don't care to talk about it. Um, well, Jay I White, follow, I follow Heath on Instagram, and if he had if he had one, he would have been going crazy. But he didn't win, so I'm kind of disappointed in that. 
Wow. I think it's going to eventually go to Moose. Or not Moose. Um, What's that man's name? Cass. Morrissey. You yeah, want my Morrissey, Morrissey, you know? Morrissey is mm-hmm. such an awful name. <laughs> I think that's his real name, dude. Oh, that's even worse. Um, so I was just like, you know, whatever. It was just like, again, I was just like very impressed. I was very solid all around. Um, that weird faction that Eric Young has, which gives me all life matter vibes. That's probably why I can't get into them. One, oh, the tag belts uh, from the Good Brothers. The other all lives matter group. What are they called? Um, I can't. Violence, I can never. Violence by, de- violence yeah. by design. I don't like it. Gives me gives me the heebie-jeebies. Bad vibes. So I don't fuck with them like that or at all. So I didn't care. Um. Again, like Trey Miguel, Jake, something. I'm glad. Trey Miguel hand, um, held on to it. I feel like he should hold on it to it for a little bit longer. And I don't know. It was just like, again, it was just a solid pay-per-view all around. Um, hope Chelsea gets better. Yeah, um, she made the ultimate sacrifice. She did. All right. Any Any questions or comments, ladies? I just want to shout out to Trey Miguel for that sick-ass fucking cutter. And thank you, Terry, for posting it. Where it's like the, I forgot who it was, but they were on the top rope and they went to jump on the guy, but like Trey slid in at the last minute and hit him with the cutter. Like, beautiful. So, I'm glad they had a good show too. I'm glad, irregardless of who's champion. I'm glad they had a good show. That's pretty much it. But anyways, they did allude to Ring of Honor um, because Tony Khan made the announcement Wednesday about him purchasing Ring of Honor. We saw the dirt sheets talking about a rich fan of Ring of Honor wanting to purchase Ring of Honor. Turns out that rich fan was Tony Khan. They say he paid somewhere between 30 and 40 million for the company as a whole, which now means that he owns the AEW pay-per-view all in, the very first one. So congratulations to him. And he owns the entire Ring of Honor catalog. Now, a lot of people are happy about the purchase, including CM Punk. He did an interview where he was crying and shit. Um, Bill needs to shut the fuck up, though. Okay. <laughs> he did the interview. He was crying and shit, you know, about where he came from and how Ring of Honor helped shape him. And he was, you know, happy that Tony bought it so it didn't, you know, go out somewhere where it didn't belong. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm hearing the rumblings about it, and there are a few rumors about Ring of Honor that I'm not particularly happy about, but you guys can judge it for however you want it. 
when I went live, I talked about it. And the rumor is that they want to make Ring of Honor like a sort of developmental style show for AEW. They were shopping it around for um, a network to pick up. Obviously, TBS or TNT is not going to pick up Ring of Honor when they already have like three shows going for or two at the bare minimum going for um, AEW. So they're going to have to shop it somewhere else. They're saying they want to make it like a um, developmental for AEW. Uh, okay, hold up. Oh, hold up. that makes me sick. I I, no, I said that. I called that shit. You did. You did. I, I actually have to get to bed soon. But they want to say Ring of Honor is going to be a developmental league. In AEW's defense, I haven't heard Tony Khan say that. That is what's coming from the dirt sheets. But 90% of the time, they're about 75 to 80% right. So that is a that, fucking, that is a fucking insult to Ring of Honor and the people who built that company and made that company so pristine to begin with. Big fucking developmental league. Get the fuck out of here. I gotta, I'm going to slap the dog shit out of somebody just because I feel like being violent right now. Well, my thing is, you've got a whole um, set of champions there um, that you have to house now. And what really baffled me was the way that it went about. You see, when the sale happened, a lot of the superstars of Ring of Honor did not know that it went through. They had no idea. They found out the same way that we all found out, which was on television. You mean the same way they realized they were fired? Yep. Well, they thought they were fired through through social media, but they found out about the sale, the actual sale, the same way that we all found out. And I was like, because one of the reporters that Cage Side Seats made the, um, they had a whole list of the things that went down for, um, for the sale of Ring of Honor. And they were like, this reporter said that he was getting multiple phone calls from multiple superstars trying to figure out what was going on and Ring of Honor nor Tony Khan said anything to any of them. Mm. So I I get why he bought that because you he's a financial backer of AEW and you want to be able to get access to you know your first pay-per-view. Look, okay, Mazeltov, he is able to buy the Ring of Honor library. Great. Okay. Fucking. I'm sorry. I know it's just a rumor, but just the idea of the place where fucking AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and young Daniel Bryan and Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian and all of them the, the fucking Ring of Honor legends, and you're gonna turn that into a developmental league? That's what they say. Now, if that's wrong, then oh, great. I'm happy for you. But that is what the rumors are. That is what they say. They say Samoa Joe is probably gonna show up in AEW. 
too, and he'll probably be on Ring of Honor in the near future in the back somewhere. That was a rumor. They also said they may send Punk over there to Ring of Honor, excuse me, because he used to be there. See, Phil, Phil almost had me in his corner because Saturday... And I mean, I know this is going to get off topic, but Saturday he wore his old trunk stuff from Ring of Honor and he came out to his old Ring of Honor theme, which is an AFI song. I forgot the name of the title, so AFI fans don't come for me. He is such an asshole. <laughs> he is. Like, he's such a fucking asshole. Like, I'll admit that was a good match he had with MJF. And, you know, I'm like, okay, Tony bought Ring of Honor. This is why he's wearing his old stuff. You know, good for him. But then he comes out and he's just like, again, I don't know what's worse, CM Punk or his fans. And I just saw that Twitter today where, or that tweet today where that guy was just asking a question and he stated in the tweet that he hadn't been watching wrestling for so long. Why were people freaking out about CM Punk coming out to this? And he was such a jackass. Well, that's expected. Um, like, I'm like, there, there goes, there goes my fucking respect. But like, <laughs> and then it's like he wants to make comments like, oh yeah, you know, at least I won't get stuck on some you know streaming platform that that doesn't work half the time. That man has such a fucking hate boner for WWE. I thought at least by now it would have gone down a little bit. Peacock works. That's that's a stretch. <laughs> you know, it's it works when it wants He's to work. He's such a bitter baby mama. Like literally, <laughs> like do do you an agent fuck? Like, what is your problem? Wow, probably not. Like, do you Ma'am. get no ass? Like, he <laughs> is just so strong out <laughs> like he is the most pretentious mother he's like one of like three people like if I ever met in real life like I will really tell them some disrespectful shit to their face <laughs> like dead ass I don't care like if I get like, they'd be like, oh, you got to get out of here. I'd be like, you know what? This was worth it. <laughs> I would hands down tell him some disrespectful shit to his face. I'd be behind you supporting you 120%. You know that. I'd be like, He yeah. is the most pretentious, narcissistic person to ever. Oh, I just can't. I just legitimately cannot. Like, he makes my asshole itch. He makes my eyes dry out. My feet sweat. Jesus! It's it's just like, he... I'm I'm not making the conversation about Phil, because honestly, this isn't about him at all. But it... Like... I know we talked about it before, but I kind of had a low key feeling that Tony Khan was gonna was gonna pay for it, whether you know at the time somebody convinced him to do it or he just did it because he wanted to have access to it. Yeah, and I just I think it's very weird because again, fucking conspiracy theories going on, 
what if because like none of the elite really are evps anymore if they are they're like because i know omega's Barely. in charge of like the video games one of the young bucks is in charge of merchandise the other one i don't really give a fuck about what he does <laughs> he's just he's just there like oh my god the, go look at a picture of what they wore at revolution they look like 80 80s porn stars who were in a glam metal band i'm not surprised that's how they usually look i mean they look so gross i was just like lose the hair look just lose the hair you got a bald ass head no 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 ponytail's gonna hide that shit we see it after <laughs> Um, do you think that Tony did that just to be like hey so like fuck you guys cause this was technically y'all's baby and he, he was more of like the silent partner and now that Tony was getting more control with AEW do you think this was like his way of giving the finger to him? Like, you guys, this is going to be mine and I can ask an asking price for giving, it. Like, you mean never get it? Giving the finger to Vince about Ring of Honor? Oh, Vince and the elite, like Cody and the Bucks and Omega. No, because he sucked their dick hard. He still does. Um, I don't think so because Vince never necessarily cared about Ring of Honor. I think he respected what they have done or what they have done to the people that have come from there to really like help improve the product and help like and basically like be be their future stars. But I don't think he necessarily cared about buying them. I just think he just he appreciated them for what they were. They had like a good working relationship mm-hmm. if they needed footage they would, you know, more than happy to, you know, have them write a check for them to use it. I think they would, I think they had, didn't they have people show up for like their last show? Um, I think I want to say yes. I want to say some of them did, not all of them, but like yeah. It was like a couple. So that's what I'm saying, like they've always had like a good working relationship. So it's like nothing like a whole I think he he respected them more as an entity for a while that I think he did like an impact or a TNA then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said it was just a conspiracy theory that I was thinking about yeah. What's he gonna do then? I mean, if TNT and TBS ain't gonna pick it up, then what the hell is it gonna do? Just sit in put his on room YouTube and stuff? Huh. That or put on YouTube with everything else, or put it on mean, Twitch. But would they put he that behind the paywall though? No, they don't have to. I mean, there's ways that he can make this work. Um. If I were him, I'd be shopping it around to some like Tubi and putting on old classic matches until I can get Ring of Honor set up to where I want it to be so it could be something worthy of doing that. And then I would do exactly what he did with AEW. Start with the live pay-per-views, but make sure you have your company set in motion and ready to go. And then you can put the pay-per-views on TV 
Um, well, rather you could put them on the fight TV or you can put it on Bleacher. You got a report with Bleacher. Why not put it on fucking Bleacher? Do Bleacher Report live and do weekly shows. You can set that up as a paywall. People who pay for Ring of Honor, they pay for it on Fight TV. Uh, I don't know. Just... And if you really want to be smart, have some of the motherfuckers that you got on your show right now to go over to Ring of Honor and help pull it through. That's why you do it. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I don't have much to say. It's like, congratulations, you bought it. You have money. Great for you. <laughs> Give me some of it, because I fucking need it more than you, probably. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so wait, how, what, how much did the reports say that he spent buying that? Between 30 and 40 million. And like I said, I don't think that was any the AEW money because I, I don't think they're generating that kind of cash flow. I could be wrong, but I just they're don't not. believe that. Do you realize that could pay for my associate's arts and science degree? With money degree. to spare. Master's yeah. degree? Yeah. And a fucking PhD? Yeah. And still have money left over to pay off your student loans and buy Nicole a house? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That that fucking disgusts me. Like, that actually makes me sick a little bit. I mean, it's fine that he bought it. I'm okay with it. But I don't, I, I'm not okay with where it's going to go. Because I don't see how it could, how, unless he is really going to invest in it. But like I said on the My Lives, like, Tony kind of stretched very thin as it is. And he's starting to take over and not let the EVPs do too much because he's the go-to guy. He's doing exactly what Vince McMahon did when he was over WWE. You want to come talk to me? Come talk to me. We can figure this out. I'll, um, I'm the one who's going to make sure everything is going to go this way. You're the one who's going to make everything sure go that way. But everything feels through me at the end of the day. Before this show goes over, I need to see that paper to see who's going to be saying what, who's going to be doing what. He does the same fucking thing it is no different so sorry my brain just is running stupid right now for some reason um does so does he just own the ring of honor cat like library or does he own ring of honor altogether he owns owns everything everything yeah because at first i thought okay maybe he just purchased the catalog but no ma'am he owns the rights to ring of honor as a company as a whole st Clair broadcasting company sold him everything well damn sinclair's like just take it we don't want it i mean they can't do anything with it they couldn't do anything with it to begin with they were the ones who fucked it up (laughs) fucking development ring of honor developmental i have okay so devil's advocate in the words of nicole if they utilize Regal, and if so, if the rumor is true with Joe coming over there, if they utilize them to help Ring of Honor get where it needs to be, it can survive. And I would put it behind a paywall because it deserves to be there. 
but I wouldn't make it a developmental for AEW. I would make it its own separate entity to which you guys can do crossovers. You could have your, the Briscoes could still be champion in AEW. I mean, champion in Ring of Honor and show up on there and be like champion versus champion. Let's see which one of these companies is going to pull out. Who's the better of the two? That could be your fucking Survivor Series that, that could e- equate to what WWE does with the brand versus brand. But you'll have literal companies battling for supremacy. You got all kinds of ways to make this work. Just see, don't fuck it up. If they had not fucked it up with Impact, they have that whole dishonor thing, which is made up of ex-Ring of Honor guys hmm. and, Marie, and Maria, unfortunately. But if you hadn't dropped the ball so bad, that would have been that right there. Like, so are those guys going to show up? Are they going to stay in yeah. Impact? Like, But no, you had to go fuck it up in the beginning and now no one fucking cares. Well, now they got a chance to make it right. That's that's the only way I can say it. But I, like I said, Tony Khan and his business acrimony doesn't look good to me. So I'm skeptical. But if they can make it work, I'm okay with that. So let let me ask you from a business standpoint, um, and then I got to go because wish wish me luck tomorrow because I have a a hardware test and I need to do good on this. Um, You got this. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just going to sit and cry in my car after it's done. <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't cry. Isn't that an open book? It's open book and open note, but I'm still perfect. I'm perfectionist when it comes to this shit. So. You got this. Don't worry about it. All right. I'm, uh, if I fail, I'm blaming you guys. Oh um, my God. She's horrible. <laughs> anyway, I'm sweet. You love me. <laughs> um, so from from a business standpoint tiff let me ask you that so if he paid dollars, oh he paid that much for the ring of for ring of honor across the board yeah let me call and, and you said that there's i mean you said this is probably his dad like that's his money given from his dad like it's it not, had to be there, there's no way aew is generating that amount of cash flow in their company at this present time. They might be making millions, but not that fucking much. I just don't believe it. Do you think they're hemorrhaging money right now and him buying that's going to end up biting him in the ass, like somewhere down the line? It depends. So for me specifically, I would imagine that the money he spent on that company came from his own personal stash which to me doesn't mean he's hemorrhaging money it just means that he's using his own personal cash flow to front the business which he's allowed to do do whatever you want however that does mean that that's not necessarily good for your companies that you're running because of the way he structured AEW and how it's going and then you're looking at the way his cash flow is with his money Business-wise, it's not going to look good. It's not going to look good to like an investor if some if you wanted more cash flow, which every company wants more cash flow. Okay, investors are always looking to invest their money. They're always looking to have a place where they can put money and make money and generate. You would want to say, okay, this place is making a lot of money. It's on TV. It looks good. I'm going to invest my money over there. It's not going to look good to an investor that you have, you're not generating the kind of money that you're spending. Yeah. 
You see what I'm saying? Right. So for him, for him specifically, he's not going to put that that purchase on the books for the business. Because it didn't come from AEW. That came from his own pocket. So it probably will AEW be don't have money. I'm telling you all that. It. They so shit going to run out of money in two years. That's, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I asked. If he, I mean, because we've all... We've all heard the roast that we did of Tony Khan. Janae made it very clear that this is just a little passion project that his dad is funding for him. I mean, but the money's going to run out eventually, though, right? Like his dad, his dad has a shit ton of money. Like I looked up his dad's net worth and that man has more money than God, it seems like. <laughs> but it's going to be a while because, yeah. He's giving his son money, but after a while, he's a businessman at the end of the day. He's not the best businessman. He's not the worst businessman. He's a businessman. Well, yeah. it seems like he's just a kid in a candy shop with like respect to Janae. But Nicola said it too. He's just a big kid thinking he's got fucking action figures. And it shows with how he presents himself on television. You got two contrasts with of guys and then I'll you can finish out and, and go to bed if that's what you want to do mm-hmm. but I really really want you and I know you hate him but I really want you to look at Vince's interview with Pat and then go and watch one of Tony Khan's interviews on one of the podcasts that he does there's are two different people I and they actually have I actually listened and watched the uh, Pat McAfee podcast Vince knows how to handle himself in the public eye right he knows what he's doing. That man is Satan incarnate if he's not, you know, one of Satan's boys. He knows what to do when he gets out on, when a camera's in his face and a microphone is pointed up to him, he knows what he needs to do. Fucking Vince had me want to be like, you know what, this 76-year-old grandpa, I, I want to have a beer with him. Like, this man's cool. Like, I like him. I don't care what anybody says. I'll sit down and talk to him. You know, I'll pick like, fucking right? right? And I'm, I know what you're talking about because it's just like, even when Vince, um, this will be the last thing I say, even when Vince is in character as Mr. McMahon, he can still handle himself. Like, he, I mean, he's not perfect, he slips up, but you know, he, at the end of the day, Vince knows what the fuck he's doing because he's been in this company for so long. Tony, anytime I hear him, even when he's on AEW, he just reminds me of Odie. Well, he He's probably this... snorted, snorted a couple lines before he showed up on TV. He gives me massive cokehead energy, and I'm just, I'm not Allegedly. Allegedly. Stop. Allegedly. But I love when Swole's like, you, you didn't mind my weed, though, did you? Quote from oh, Big God. Swole. Um, it's just like, he, re- Tony Khan reminds me of Odie. Odie is my humongous puppy who went from being cute and tiny to this humongous hell beast that I have no idea what I'm going to do with. Oh, he's a hell beast, dude. Like, well, I'm telling you, one day I, they brought him home, he's all cute. Next thing I know, boom, he's like humongous. Um, and he's the thing with my dog. He's still a puppy. He's not even a year old yet. He's very hyperactive. I swear this dog has ADD. I need to find like doggy CBD treats to calm him down. And when I hear Tony Khan on a podcast, it reminds me of like a hyperactive puppy or a hyperactive child. 
And we've all seen it when his little ego gets bruised. He's easily, you know, offended by that. I just very strong between the two. And I just when it comes to them, when it comes to him, I I generally don't know where this this purchase is gonna go or how it's gonna work out for them. But I'm scared of the fact that he has it because I don't see Ring of Honor flourishing under Tony Khan's rule. I just don't. I don't either. Even if he uses it. And, uh, you know, one of our friends said in our group chat, is he going to hire all those people back who got let go from Ring of Honor? Yeah. Specifically, all the Black people that are all getting left off except for John Grisham on um, Impact TV. Hello. Does anyone want to explain that? All all day long, but... At least you get a wide variety of talent on WWE. At least at WWE, at least at one point during the pandemic, they had like one white champion and that was it. I need to find that screenshot because I literally thought I was like, I was like, I'm smoking crack because this can't be crack. Yes, it is. It was, baby. (laughs) And I don't even think, I didn't find it out. Someone else said on Twitter and they were like, I just, they're like, this shit is wild. And someone was like, there's no way. Yeah. And they went on the championship and they're like, oh, and they screenshot it. They're like, no, it is. It yeah, was when it was Bobby Lashley. Drew. No, it was Bobby. It was the, the, was it the, oh, the, it, the Uso it was Hurt Business. It was Hurt Business, Lashley. Um, Bianca was champion. Uh, were the Kabuki? Was... Yeah, it was Asuka. Yeah, it was Asuka because Kyrie had left. I think the only white champion they had was Drew because, like, this could be the Mandela effect kicking in, but didn't Bobby have the U.S. title for a hot second, too? He did. He did. Okay. He did. He took it off of Cruz. So he got that, and then he became world champ. Her business was tag champs, and then yeah. that was it for Raw. It, well, who? Oscar was Raw Women's Champion. No, she was on SmackDown. No, she wasn't. She was Raw. No, Women's she was on Raw. She was on Raw. Mm-hmm. And then Sa- was it Sasha who was SmackDown Women's Champion? Her and Bailey were. It was, e- it was either Sasha or Bailey, but they both hit a criteria, so it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Nest- it was so- no, it was either it was either I feel like it was Bailey for some reason though. Bailey was early on and then she dropped it to Sasha. Because at one point they had telling themselves when she dropped it. Because at one point they had both the both women titles and the women's tag titles too. Yeah. Yeah. Drew for for like a solid year was like the only champion they had that was white. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, if you really think about it, he is well a Brock now, so it doesn't this um, statistic doesn't really count too much. But he was the only white champion for a, a minute, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or WWE champion. Because um, the Usos, Usos, the Street Profits, 
the yeah, street pro- the street profits were the tag champions. Oh, Who was Raw SmackDown one. chat or the Raw? They- I think the New Day were the other ones. Yeah, yeah. it was vice versa. And he swapped titles. That is true. Regardless, those two teams had the titles, whichever one they were holding during this time that we're talking about. But they had. Okay, that's already. Who was the SmackDown Women's Champ? Who were the women's tag champions? It had Sasha. It was Bailey and Sasha at one point, and then they dropped it to Nia and Shayna, and Nia and Shayna had them. I think it was when Nia. I don't. Oh, I can't remember who had them. It was because it was, it was a combi- It was a combination of literally everyone, and they combined and they lumped NXT in it because NXT was almost the same thing. Uh, because at that time EO was champ for the women. I think. I think it was EO Shirai. Was it EO or Raquel? yeah? It was EO still? It was EO still, and then it was EO or Raquel. She dropped, so. it, she dropped it to Raquel. No, it was EO still. It was EO, EO still. still was champ. And then they had, they had, they introduced those Finn. tag titles, and Shotzi and and Ember were champion. And then they had Finn as champion yep, for NXT. Had. And who was North American champion? I don't. I'm blank. I'm completely blanking. Um, was it early that year? Wasn't it Keith Lee that was North American, and then he ended up vacating it? No, because that's that was when he. That was after. Did he got he get called up pre-COVID? He was called, yeah, he was called no. up by then. No, it was COVID when he got called up. So, I want to say it was Keith, but I, the one of the guys in Hit Row happened? Hit Row happened. No, it was. COVID. It was. It was Swerve. Um, yeah. He did have it. That was Go Alexis. Go Alexis. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, who has it before Before I go, before I go, how the fuck did y'all not know how a dog collar match worked? Why are you roasting us on these? You you know how I because I don't remember because I don't like because I don't like that because I don't like that match because again it looks too plantationy to me. So I've never. I'm never, never, never like dog collar matches. I don't like how it looks visually. Again, you know everyone knows I like violence. I don't like how it looks. I never was like, I no, no for me, you dog. Are the, you're the wrestling historian. Nicole's your yeah. indie and all your networking information. I'm your casual fan in business. And then you have Janae who handles the numbers. You know how our podcast works. You can't judge us because you weren't here. So, mm. Taking a break from my stupid mental health. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just you know, WWE kind of set the standard when it comes to having a little spice in your chicken, Tony. When are you gonna follow through on that? Well, he says he's working on his diversity, mm. but he still hasn't apologized to Swole. Question: um, Has anyone seen Sheeta on AEW TV since she came out and said what she said? Hmm. No, not even, she... be, not even trying to be shady. I'm just trying to get some statistics here. I mean, I'd be seeing her on, on social media. They'd be sharing her stuff around. Now she'd be talking about she for the show. Sheeta. No. 
But I have somebody else, but you know, it was full Sheeta, and I want to say there was a third person, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, Am I supposed to feel bad for her? No. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. Saying. I don't like, She should have minded her fucking business. Well, I mean, she didn't have no problem defending Tony. You can't get mad now at the circumstance. Well, you know, just I just want to know why y'all didn't get this. She didn't get the the same smoke that you gave Swole. That oh, most you know of y'all. Uh, you know why? I know why. I know why. Also, I and they'll never I'll never. I realized this. Um, after some bullshit that happened on TikTok this weekend, I no longer want to be called an ally. I'd rather be called an accomplice. So there's that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't really care about allies and all that shit. That's, that's something the activists care about. Me personally, there's no such thing as an ally if you respect my make, respect me as a human being. I don't have to look at you as an ally. You're my friend and you're fighting for me. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Well, tough cocktail to the face will fix everything. Just saying. On that note, I'm going to bed. So I will see you guys next week. I'll talk to you well, guys. We're going to end the podcast. We don't have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> we're not going to go around in circles about this shit. And it's what it is. We hope that Ring of Honor succeeds for the sake of the superstars involved. Yeah, yeah. And we hope that they hire the right people. Make sure your ass puts Shane Taylor Productions back on television because his ass deserves to be there. Okay, don't leave all the other black wrestlers off TV and just bring back the champions and don't leave any of the other superstars off TV and just bring back the champions. Bring back the whole fucking catalog and make sure they go out there and um, perform effectively. Put that shit on Bleacher Report or Fight TV and make people pay for it till you find a fucking place to put the show and put it on TV regularly and do your pseudo Survivor Series. Just add one more pay-per-view to your goddamn line up and call a call it AEW I don't know universal fight something stupid and then make them fight and make them fight champion versus champion that's how it should be and then, dude universes collide that there, you be a good there you go I want my money Tony I want my money just do that keep the companies going and if you got all this money funnel it into AEW and put on better TV if you could pull out a pay-per-view like what Alexis said then you can make sure your TV shows come out right you have no more excuses it shouldn't be about competing against WWE it should be about producing good content and that's the way that it is everything else is irrelevant WWE you gotta clean your shit up Cause we we ain't gonna be sitting up here making excuses for your ass either. And that's the end of that. Going home, we gotta go. I gotta go to work. You can't get to work. We gotta go to school. We got shit we gotta do. So, bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> okay. Did you guys talk about AEW yet? Uh, we did while you were gone. Yeah. But do you have anything to say about AEW? Um, a shout out to fucking Jade Cargill. Jade fucking Cargill in that year. 
that entrance. Is he going to? Girl, when I saw her come out, I started oh, screaming. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, what no, is it? No! 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 What is it? Oh my God! Oh my God! They gave it to him! What? Shut the Ziggler is an NXT champ. What? Or is he... <gasps> Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? They gave it to him. I can't believe they did it. Ziggler. What the fuck? Why though? That's my. Did did they did they not have faith in Breaker? I don't think that's it. I think they're trying to move him up. But they gotta he, give him. They gotta give him more exposure, and he doesn't have it. He doesn't oh, have you? it on NXT 2.0. When like, he came out Monday. At first, Breaker didn't get any reaction. And that's because they didn't know who he was. <clears throat> oh, for y'all who don't know, Tiff went to Raw in Cleveland uh, on Monday. And she was all bougie and the sweet and shit. Oh, my God. First of all, both of these women were invited, okay? So she is not going to make it look like... Jesus, I'm choking! She doesn't have my ass up there, sweet, and left her down in Tennessee. <laughs> no thanks. You have to put that on In Tennessee, studying. The whole time I'm like, I could be in Ohio right now watching Rob, but no, I had to go further in my education. <laughs> Oh my god. I, can't I, can't I, can't I, can't I really am. I am shook. What the fuck? They're trying to give Breaker more exposure. And they Ziggler him up they're gonna have him run it back at Stand and Deliver, probably, which means Braun's gonna show up on Raw even more until Stand and Deliver comes. And that's the way they're going to get him more exposure. But that didn't work with Cross, though. What do they think is going to work with Breaker? It didn't work with Cross because they, they didn't do it right with Cross. And they... Just wait. They didn't do it right with Cross. The way that they did it with Cross, they didn't have the guy that was on the, the main event show the one that he was going up against. It was, Joe was in NXT. So them coming up, sending Cross to the main event, to the main show with no opponent, just up there to wrestle because he felt like it. They didn't explain it. This gives them a reason to do it. Technically, Ziggler is still a raw superstar, but he now has the NXT championship. Why is he at NXT to begin with? 
because the original feud was between him and Champa, and it moved from him and Champa to Braun Breaker. They had their bout, Champa won, and then they and he continued because he included um, Bobby um, Roode, and they had a tag team matchup together. And they had that match last week. Then they had a run it back match at um, last this past Monday. And when they did it, Champa came out. Champa got a little bit of a reaction, but then there was it was silence for him. And then it was crickets for Braun Breaker because they don't know who Braun Breaker is. Y'all don't watch NXT 2.0, so they're not they're not going to know who he is. And they don't. They don't really do a lot of cross advertising, you know. They do it mm-hmm. on a whim. You might see it every now and then, but you don't know who Braun Breaker is. You're not aware of it, so it makes it it makes it a little difficult to get people over like that on a live crowd. The reaction was very much deadpan. There wasn't much of uh, hold on. There wasn't much of reaction to him. But they, there was like, well, they, my brother was pulling it up on his phone because we were in a suite and in the suite, you can't, they won't let you turn on the lights. The lights are out. The TVs are out. You can't have them on. So I was, I asked him like, yo, like, why can't we have the TVs on so we can hear the commentary? She was like, well, it's a blackout event, which told me WWE specifically requested to be blackout. That's the way that it is for their events. Okay, cool, fine. So we watched it, and when they when they came out, like Randy, biggest pop in the world. Like it was like Randy Orton was the fucking champion. Brock wasn't there, of course. Um, Becky got injured, so Becky wasn't there, and um, Bianca didn't have a match, but she had a backstage um, interview and was talking about her whipping Becky. The biggest part of the show that was great was that 45-minute triple threat match between those three teams. And that was pretty much the biggest pop that they got was Randy Orton and Riddle getting those titles back from Alpha Academy. And then, of course, it was Kevin. Kevin got the second-to-biggest pop. And then, surprisingly, Liz Morgan was very, very well-received. But I'm I am floored that they actually fucking did it. They actually swerved the fuck out of us because all of us just knew Brian Breaker was retaining this title. But then you would have had to ask now who they gonna send them to go up against that stand to deliver. It's gotta be Braun. Jeez, I was not expecting it. Was this. Like if he had, if let's say Braun Breaker had retained. Right? Right. Who would you have had enough time to build up to go up against him? Besides um, Walter. I, I mean, besides that, I can't tell anybody off the top of my head because y'all might hate me. I kind of don't like what they're doing with NXT right now. I like NXT. I, I just don't like a few of the, the characters. Like, I love Cameron Grimes. I love Dexter Loomis, but some of them, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't like Wendy. 
I love Whitney. I'm the I, one. I, I, think that, I think that's I love it. Is, I feel like it's just so random. And you I feel like and it's creative. Like yeah. it's get, like it's getting somewhere. You can't have the same archetype characters in and not have any type of campy, goofball-y like characters. Like, I mean, Orange Cassidy is very similar to what Wendy's doing. The only difference is he's not sleeping in the rain. Dude, I I mean, I fucking love Cameron Grimes. If people think he's goofy, it's just the Wendy thing is not connecting with me. So, I, I mean, I just don't, it's not my thing. But with the people we had over this weekend to watch the show, we were talking about it. And they're just like, it just seems like, don't hate me, okay? They said it felt like early 90s, very heavy gimmicky shit. Isn't that what all of them be asking for, though? We're wrestling fans, dude. None of us can be fucking happy. I mean, no, for real. Like, I'm not even trying to shit on your friends. Um, but 90% of the time, what I get is I miss the old 90s, 2000s wrestling. And that was very gimmicky. Heavily reliant Literally. on gimmicks. I mean, They're I, more I, reliant I, on not on, like, characters and, like, storytelling. And, like, everybody always wants to, like, cry every two week, two days about how much they miss the Attitude Era. Yeah. Well, this is some semblance of this, but updated. So it's like, what the fuck do you want? Exactly. I don't, mean, nobody knows what right. the fuck they want. She's right. I like the new Because it's one week in this, another week, it's like literally is back and forth, back and forth. It it's I I think that the new NXT works in regards to how they are I know trying some things to about it that I'm not necessarily I just I I just tell you what I've been hearing and I don't I'm, hate I don't hate you guys for how you feel. I mean that's fine. I just disagree. I don't think we have to still have, and that's where, that's one thing that I really don't like is that you make NXT black and gold on, you put it on this pedestal, but it had its flaws. It was not perfect. It wasn't. And the more that I hear, I miss the old NXT, I'm like, no, you fucking don't because you were bitching about NXT black and gold too. You said, and I quote, I'm tired of seeing the same people on television. Give us something new. They revamped that whole goddamn show. It's not dark anymore. They got it all bright, decked out in colors. There's nobody on there that is that has not been there within the last 10 years. All these people have only been there within the last two, except for Champa. So they did everything that they were supposed to do. They gave you new talent. You got new stars, whole new champions with the exception like Mandy because Mandy's been in NXT, back on the main roster, back to NXT, so she doesn't count. But because she's a new champion, we'll call it as it is, all right? You got whole new champions. You got new factions. You got new people. New rivalries have been started. You got Lash and fucking um, Bubble Booty out here fighting, getting ready to have their match. 
you've got new shit. It's I can understand characters not being your cup of tea. That's fine. But it's not fair when you don't give it a fair shot and you completely shut it down because it doesn't meet the same standards of its predecessor. It's not going to because it's not meant to. This is the way it should have been because they need to be prepared for what they're going to deal with on the main roster. You can't force people to watch WWE and then be like, well, I want them, I, I want them to be mega stars. I, I want... I want my champions to come out and be ready and prepared, and you don't prepare them. You're not giving them a fair shake. It's sink or swim. And then we as fans, we criticize them. We chastise them. We don't give them the opportunity because they're not prepared to do so. But you have to remember, too, NXT was full of indie darlings, all of them. They were all damn near ready to go coming from the indies. So what did you think they were going to do? They already had the tools they needed. Most of them were in flux from Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor prepared just about every person who came through their doors. So, of course, you're going to have ready-made stars in NXT. They were stars before they got there. Now you're in a phase where you got the new talent. They're coming straight from the WWE, like PC to the show. So they're going to have problems. They're going to have hiccups. They're going to have their little baby steps that they have to take. And we're seeing all of that play out from start to finish. And I think that's where people are losing it because they're like, well, she doesn't do great. And this isn't good. And that isn't good. I'm like, well, when we look at the alternative, AEW puts their talent out there and some of them barely have the, the training to wrestle or they haven't practiced enough to train to wrestle. Their matches are sloppy too. But you don't give AEW the same smoke as you would give WWE because one is older than the other. Both of them, though, are supposed to be prepared. AEW is full of indie darlings as well. But as I said earlier with um, Alexis, not all of them are stars. Many of them had to be built. And if AEW didn't exist, you more than likely would not see them on television. And that's just the God's honest truth. So you can't look at it from the perspective of, well, this is heavily reliant on gimmicks. Yeah, it is. That's the form of wrestling that they're prepping. That's what they're showing. And that's what a lot of people was asking for. Now that they're giving it to you, it's like, well, this isn't what I, I don't want to watch this. This shit is stupid. It's, it's dumb. I'm like, okay. Or Cassidy is walking around smoke kicking people in the shin and you're okay with that. <laughs> you can't you can't watch NXT 2.0. I don't understand. Most of the time there's a storyline going. The matches are fairly or easy. you had before Brandon Cutler be, turned heel and was doing all this shit with the Bucks, his gimmick was literally that he liked Dungeon and Dragons. Or the librarian. Or that dumb librarian thing that they barely did anything with for Leva Bates and for um, Peter Avalon. But, you know, that's fine. But, you know, when, and again, and I'm not shitting on those people. It's like, like, it's whatever. Like, they I'm need, like, you need, you need the variety. Exactly. And that's I, what I'm I saying. Like, you can't, you can't get mad when it's like, when it's vice versa. Like, they needed that dumb, weird shit. It's cool. like, you know, someone's going to like it and I'm okay with that. I might not like it, but someone else will. 
that's the whole point of wrestling. I feel like they everyone wants to shit on NXT. There's a lot of people want to shit on NXT 2.0, but they can't give any true, really good reasoning about why it's shitty or why they don't like it. When it's like when they're just like, I just hate it. Okay, what about it? Do you hate? Besides, it's like, do you have you even watched it? Again, it's not. It doesn't have to be everyone's cup of tea, but it's just like just shitting on it, like con- like continuously shitting on it when there's just nothing else to like add on it. Just I'd be like, you know what? I just really like black and gold. I just prefer to just like keep my NXT watching to that. Perfect, fine, whatever. I have a very unpopular opinion. NXT t- gold was not good. Sans the takeover. If you want to be completely honest, it was the same shit. Every week, every week, every week, with the same couple of people recycled in and out of storylines from the NXT Championship to the tag titles to the North American titles. And then they might throw someone else in there in that tornado again, and then it would just circle back down and circle back down. Like, literally, that's all it fucking was. The takeovers were amazing. Yes, takeovers are amazing. I will never, never take them. But daily and but weekly NXT was legitimately the same fucking show every week. And I will completely stand by that. Sorry, I'm fine. I'm fine with that thing. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it either. I just want people to give NXT 2.0 a fair shake. And then if you want to, then you're like, well, I just don't, this isn't something that I, I like. Then I would say, okay, at least you tried to watch it. But when you just shut it down completely because of one or two characters you don't agree with or because of a feud you've seen, it makes me feel like you're, you're blocking it out before you even get a chance to watch it. It took me a, a little bit to get into NXT because it took a little bit for people who were in NXT to get into their groove. And I'm like, I can't shut them out before they can get out the blocks and get started. And Nicole was right about Cora Jade because Cora Jade attacked Mandy in the show after um, they had Io Shirai and um, Kaylee Ray win to go advance into the... Um, the women's Dusty Cup. So probably it's going to be Cora versus Mandy and Stand and Deliver. Because they took out Raquel completely. And then those other two goons never came back. As they should. Never came back to that suite. Like she was gone and they were gone. And Cora went in there and attacked Mandy. And Idris and Malik pulled her off. And that's how that went down. And that's probably the way they're going to set up. Cora and Mandy for the next pay-per-view, which is Stand and Deliver. For the most part, though, NST does their job. Like, their feuds go pretty decent. They're not going too long, and they're not dragging them out too much. Sometimes they pull the trigger a little quick, too quickly on some people, but other than that, they are building people up to be the next set. They're giving the right people, the right time, and they're move, they they tend to flip-flop between the feuds. So you might see Legado del Fantasma next week 
but you might not see them this week. They'll be on the show, but they won't be in a match on television. So they have a good rapport with making sure they do the round robin so everybody gets a chance to be seen within that month, if that makes sense. So I like NXT 2.0. It's it's new and it's different. It's not the same as the main roster, but it has its moments where you're like, okay, I can see the how they're getting people acclimated to the main roster. It's not perfect. It has its flaws. Um, some of the matches are a little botchy. They can be a little bit cleaner. Um, but that'll with some of the talent that they pull from the PC, that's gonna take time. To which I say, you got the best facility in the world. Hop to it. But other than that, they're not doing anything different from what people requested years and years. And now that they're giving it to them, it's not good enough. And it's too gimmicky and it doesn't work. And they need to go back to NXT Black. And I'm like, when they, <laughs> if they do, I guarantee you the people that you have been seeing, you probably won't see ever. Well, these are also the same people who think that this title unification thing is going to be such a great idea until it actually comes out and it's not a and great idea. And that's why it's so exhausting because it's like, I just, I generally, I just want somebody to make sense. When you ask for new, I just want something new. And then they give it. And then you still are not happy. Nicole is right. That is why they don't listen to us. That is why they do what they deem to be best. If you listen to Vince McMahon's interview with um, Pat McAfee, which I highly encourage all of you who are listening to go watch because it really helps you to understand what they're doing through his eyes and how he's explaining it. He said very clearly, we have a nightly focus group, which means every time you buy a ticket and your ass is sitting out in the audience and you don't react to your favorite coming out there, that is your fucking fault because you're not giving them what they need to know that this person needs to be seen on TV. Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. Yeah, they look at social media. All they care about is the retweets. All they care about is the interaction because it's cheap heat. But when you buy a ticket and your ass is in the seat, you're the judge, execution, and juror. Jury. That's why Karrion Cross got pulled from TV. That's why eventually they pulled Keith Lee because you gave him no reaction. You didn't react to him coming out there. Same thing for some of the girls. So you want to see these people and you keep begging to see certain people. But when they finally put their asses on TV, what are you doing to make sure they stay there? Especially whenever some white woman's ungodly big ass. I mean, y'all giving Nikita Lyons all the love and, and admiration y'all feel like she deserves. But I'm pretty sure because y'all got this situation with her and Lash, and they going at it. I mean, Lash pretty much accused her of having butt implants, and then she came back and said the only thing that's real about you, I think it was something about her mouth, whatever. Y'all was real big on Lions as soon as her ass came out there. The best thing she know how to do is make sure she put her best asset forward. Yay, mediocre white women. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Nikita Lions is a bad wrestler. In fact, I've seen her wrestle 
um, outside of WWE. So I know that she's capable. But when I saw her, she didn't look like that. <laughs> she was hefty for sure. But she did look like that. So if she didn't I have can't get over that you want. Right? If the girl didn't get good plans, she must have got fat transfer. Because I, I can't, I don't, I don't. I, I just told I mean. I just, mm. If she wants to claim it or not claim it, it's not me. It's not my business. I don't pay her surgery bill or bills or whatever. So, you know, you do you. It's just the hypocrisy for me. That is right. all. Because y'all don't have no problem. Y'all shit on Naomi for doing what she do. But y'all all right with this one. So live your best life. I'm just saying, outside of all of that shit, just give NXT 2.0 a chance. I would say watch it for like two, maybe three weeks. If it's not hitting on nothing by the end, then I can readily understand how you feel. And you're just like, I'm I'm just not able to get into it. All right, cool. I'll let you slide. It ain't, ain't nothing I can do about it because everybody had their own taste. Everybody had their own shit. I'm just saying, if you ain't never watched it, you got to stop shitting on stuff you've never seen. I don't shit on AEW if I haven't seen it. What I see is what I comment on. What they ask me to comment on is what I talk about. I don't sit up and talk about AEW all day long because I don't care as long as the people who are supposed to be seen are seen and they're able to keep their doors open so they can keep their jobs. I don't give a shit what they do. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the first show we've talked about, like, anything AEW-related, like, show-wise, not, like, news-wise or anything like that. Because that's the first time any of us has actually sat down and watched it. And, I mean, it's not to say that we wouldn't, not, nobody would watch it, because usually Nicole watches it. But then after that shit was swole, she was like, no, I'm, I'm out. No. Yeah. I only watched Boom. it because someone else offered to pay for it, so. <laughs> Hope you guys stay tuned because the second episode should be coming up right after this. You guys can go ahead and just let it play, and it should roll on to the next episode. Or you can click out of here and go ahead and start listening to the second episode, which I said before in the intro is going to include the Scott Hall conversation because he did pass the last week, which was the week of... um week after AW Revolution, he passed suddenly after complications with his surgery. And um, in that episode, in the beginning, you're going to hear his um, mantra, and then you're going to hear the 10 bell salute. And I wanted to add that in there just out of respect for him, because we love Scott Hall. We, we loved his character. We appreciated what he contributed to wrestling. And there'll never be another Razor Ramon. All right. So with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. If you want to know more or see more from us, follow us on our social medias at Down for the Count 19 and of course at D4TC underscore podcast. And the next episode isn't just going to focus on Mr. Scott Hall. We're going to talk about him, but we're also going to talk about wrestling in general. And we're just going to have at it. We're just going to have a free for all next episode. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about a lot. So you guys might want to tune in for that. I hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you guys in the next one.